0: Hey, Reach Paramount, welcome to our podcast. We really hope this message encourages and challenges you as you walk with the Lord every day. Enjoy this message. Amen. Am I on? Praise the Lord. Can we give Jesus some praise tonight? Praise the Lord. Amen. Y'all may be seated tonight. Thank you for that. Just warm welcome. Man, I'm just always so blessed to, to come back to our home church and... uh Man, I, I just, whenever I come here, I mean, I just see new faces all the time. And, well, that tells me God is still moving. Amen. God is still moving. And so, uh, before I begin, I just wanted to, to thank, to thank uh, your, well, our pastors, Pastors Omar and Leti, for allowing me their pulpit. Come on, let's give God some praise for them. We are blessed to have them as pastors tonight. Amen. And just the pastoral staff, how how welcome they've made me feel and greeting me and and spending time with me. And all of you, when I see all of you, you greet me so warmly, it just blesses my heart, makes me miss California more. Amen. Just a little bit. Praise God. Amen. We love Texas. Amen. And so I know my my home church is having, uh, they're having a watch party tonight. So I want to do a shout out for them. Reclaim San Antonio. Love y'all. I miss y'all. I'll be home Friday. And so we'll have a Saturday morning prayer. Praise God. Amen. And so, uh, man, happy new year. Happy new year 2024. Praise God. We're already halfway through the first month of the year. Can you believe it? Who's in the gym still? <laughs> Special diet right now. New year's resolution. is. We still doing that? Come on, man. New year, new you. Amen, I, I love what the word of God says about it. in 2 Corinthians chapter 5:17. it says, "Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new." Did you hear that, church? All things, not some things. All things have become new. And when I think about that, think about all your old ways, your old habits, your old beliefs and your old mistakes. All those are gone when you come to Christ and you get washed in the blood. Amen? Amen. Jesus paid the price for you on the cross. Amen? So you need to walk in that. Walk in that newness. Come on. Let's give God some praise. Come on. You can't can't forget the newness that God brings in your life. Because when things go wrong, all of a sudden we forget how new we are. God called you new. He said you are a new creation. Amen? Amen. But let me tell you this, evil and sin still live in the world. They still, they're still trying to disrupt your life. However, the believer sees, has a new perspective and see things new. Amen. They no longer can control them anymore because they're a child of God. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to pray as I get started today. Um, I just want to talk about some things and just, God just put a word on my heart for this church. And I know it's the right time. So let me pray. If you would just pray with me tonight. Amen. So Father, we thank you, Lord for your goodness and grace in our lives. We thank you that you meet us every time. And Lord, I I pray tonight, Lord, as you've made a way, Lord, for everyone to be here, Lord, it's all about you. And I pray, Lord, that you would come rest on every person tonight. Lord, remove every distraction from our thoughts right now. Lord, just give us ears to hear and hearts to receive. Pour into us, God, and do what only you can do. Lord, this night's for you in Jesus' wonderful name. Come on, let's give him some praise one more time. (laughs) Praise God, amen. Uh, I'm just thankful for the word of God. Are you thankful for the word of God? Just life's direction, amen. Amen. If you know that, man, why wouldn't you read it, amen? Just keep diving in. There's just so much wisdom uh, in the word of God today. And how many know that words are powerful? Amen. They're so powerful, they can affect your day, your life. Amen. Amen. Like when somebody tells you, man, you look good today. Did you lose weight? But on the other hand, they say, man, you look pretty bad. What's going on with you? You feel all right? All of a sudden, right, it kind of changes your mood. Just just the mere simple words of saying you look good or you look bad can ruin your day. Amen. And so um, I, I I want you to know something today. That with those mere words, God can change your life. God can do anything in your life, and He speaks it out through His Word. And matter of fact, the Bible says this in Proverbs eighteen twenty one. It's going to be on the screen there. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat its fruits. And so I, I think about that. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Man, what a mighty weapon! Amen. And I think about this because some of you know that I was in the Air Force a long time ago. a matter of fact, January 17th, I entered 33 years ago into the Air Force. Wow. And, and so, um, so I'm a veteran of, you know, of the U.S. Air Force. And so I have some health care benefits. Thank God for, for that. Because I went to the first Gulf War back in 1990, 1991. And so, I, I rem- the reason why I'm sharing that, I'll, I'll get to it, but I remember coming back from the war, and I started developing these weird symptoms. You know, I started feeling weird, I was feeling anxious, I was just anxiety, and, and, and they would just say, oh, just calm down and relax. And so, that was the answer to how I was feeling, but I felt inside that I was dying, I felt something was physically wrong with me. My heart would race. My, um, everything would sound loud in my head. And I just felt weird. And as I was going, you know, I just, they said, you're, you're okay. It's all in your head. So what I did to, to quiet the noise was start to drink. Start to drink heavily to quiet the noise. And, and then started dabbling in drugs just to feel better. But in that, it started, I started leading down the wrong direction of making bad decisions. How many know that happens when you go in the wrong direction and, and you compromise yourself? Even with one drink, you'll start to compromise who you are as a believer. And so I remember uh, I started getting into trouble because I started drinking too much. But I felt good inside because I was drowning out how I felt inside. And nobody knew what was going on with me. And then um, fast forward, I got out of the Air Force finally. And then fast forward 10 years later, all of a sudden, you know, I I was drinking. I was doing all these things. And the doctors, they said, oh, you can take this drug for anxiety. And I I started doing that. Drugs and alcohol don't mix. And I remember it was just taking me out of control. And I I thought that was life, that I was going to live the rest of my life like that. And I remember that. Uh, I got saved. I gave my life to the Lord. And I was like, my life's going to be different. And, and I thought, you know, life's going to be perfect now. And I remember that uh, I, I stopped drinking. I, well, I tried to, but then symptoms would come back and I would drink a little more. Uh, even when I, when I first came to Paramount, I, I was still trying to find my way in life. And, and I remember uh, drinking a little bit, saying, I, I, I need this. But I remember rebuking those lies of the enemy. I remember rebuking the lives of the enemy and saying, God, you said I'm new. Yeah, that's good. And why am I still suffering in the old? Yeah. And God would speak to me. And I, and I remember that uh, it, some of you knew me back then. I wasn't the, the easiest person to get along with. Don't start laughing already. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I, I was a little anxious. I was a little short-tempered. Uh, you know, got a little angry and tense at times. And, and that's just who I was. I thought that's who I was. So I had, that's, nothing was going to change that until I started getting closer to God. See, a lot of times we say, well, God hasn't changed me yet. How close are you to him? How much have you been spending time with him? We want God to change us, but we don't want to change ourselves. And so it's important to know that, uh, that when you're seeking God, those things that you're praying for, when you plant those seeds of prayer, expect to reap something. Re- expect to reap the harvest. Amen. And, and uh, so I came to Praise Chapel Paramount back then. Now it's reach. But I met my beautiful wife. Love you, babe. I thought. Told- Nellie Sanchez, who became Nellie Lugo. Amen. Took a little while, but it got, yeah, amen. Matter of fact, God told me that I was going to marry her, but he didn't tell her for a while. So that that was the issue. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And I remember kind of telling her what I would go through and stuff through the Air Force. And I go, but I don't want to, you know, I want to live, I want to live for God. I don't want those old things anymore. So I started trying to do things on my, just my, my own strength. And I remember that we started, you know, we got married and life started happening. I started losing jobs and financial stress started happening. How many know that can, that can that can hurt a, a, a marriage that's you know seeking God and, and all of a sudden you're you're looking at the outward and not the inward anymore? You start looking at your problems and financial stress and things are bothering you, and 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 all these things will start coming up and they'll become distractions from the thing of, things of God. In my wife's wisdom, she told me to get help. Amen. So I was telling her I was feeling a little anxious again and all these little problems that I wouldn't share publicly, but I would tell her, you know, pillow talk, you know, I don't feel good, you know. And so I went to the VA and all of a sudden they started looking at my past and they said, oh, all of those were symptoms of PTSD. But, you never, but they never diagnosed you with that. They just said, you know, you're an alcoholic, you, you had drug abuse and anxiety. Uh, they had all these names for me. And I said, well, that, and they go, how, mon- uh, how, how much are you drinking now? I said, I don't drink anymore. Well, you know, Mr. Lugo, you're an alcoholic. I go, no, I'm not. I don't drink anymore. And they said, no, you'll always be. You can't do this. I, you know, do you dr- do drugs? And, and, I, and I, everything they told me, I felt bad because they told me who I was before. And they said, you're still eligible to go to alcoholic meetings or uh, NA meetings. And they were offering all these things to me. And I remember saying, I'll go, but I want to preach. know, I, I wasn't a minister yet at that time. And, I, and they're like, well, you know what? Let us know if you need help. And so I remember, so the, in, on my label, I, I, I'm, I have PTSD. I'm an alcoholic. I have all these issues that they label me. Every time I go now, right away, I, I sit, I go into the doctor. for Whatever checkup, how many drinks did I have? If, am I dabbling in any drugs? Am I losing sleep at night? Am I anxious? All these things because that's who I am to the world. You see, the world will remind you of who you are in the past before you became new. And those words will hurt you. Those words will hurt you because they'll tell you. Your family might tell you who you were back then. Oh, why are you going to church? You're being fake. Don't be a hypocrite. We know who you are. And those things will hurt you whether you, whether you acknowledge it or not. But you, and a lot of times we, we, we succumb to that because we forget that, call, that God called us new. When you believe that God calls you new, that you're a new creation, what does he say? All things, not some things, all things have passed away. The new has come or arrived. He made all things new for you. He went to the cross so that you would be made new. Because we were born into sin. And God, sent, God the Father sent Jesus to, to redeem us of our sin. The problem is when, you, when we come to the Lord, we continue to live in the old. And so tonight, I, I want to talk a little bit more about that. Because I believe that you know, there's, there's power in the words that we speak. And if we're not careful, you're speaking curse over your own lives and you don't even know it. And so I I want you to walk in the blessing of who God is. That the words that he gave you. And so uh, I'm going to talk about just everything that God did when he started, when he created everything. Did you know that God God created created everything with his words? Amen? He created everything. Matter of fact, the world fell with words. And the world was redeemed by the word. So you think about how powerful your words are that you confess every day. Let me read Hebrews chapter 3. And, uh, verse 1, and I'm going to bring some context to it. So it's Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1. It says, Therefore, holy brothers, you who shared a heavenly calling, consider Jesus the apostle, the high priest of what? Our confession. As a believer in Jesus, you have a calling, and the word of God calls Jesus the apostle, the high priest of our confession. That heavenly calling means a call from heaven. As you come to the Lord and give your life, you have a calling on your life at that moment. Jesus is the center of your confession. He's the profession of your faith. And and with our words, with our words from our mouth, it says if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, you are saved. With your mouth, you change your life. You give God, you say, Lord, come into my heart. You give him your heart. You surrender your heart with your words, and then your actions follow. There's power in your words. Life and death, the Bible said. Life and death in the tongue. Think about this. The world is full of power at your disposal. As a believer, you can walk in victory. Do you confess defeat or do you confess victory? In everything in your life, you have to choose the perspective on what you speak. Things will go wrong in your life and and you say, oh, it always happens. Don't speak that because it'll keep happening because you confessed it. So you got to think about what you say. Are you a child of God? Are you a child of God? And do you believe his word? That all things, old things are passed away and the new has come. Think about what God has made in this this world. Air and fire and and, and water. All these things. The power he gave to us. And so when he created those things, it was for man's blessing for his glory. When he created it like that, we think about this, let me read Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3. By faith we understand that the universe was created... By the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Everything we see was made, that God made, was invisible, by the, by the invisible. God said it, and so it was. I'm just going to, I'm going to share some scripture in Genesis just to bring, just to bring light to this, amen. Genesis chapter 1 verse 3 says, Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. What he said was, Genesis 6, uh, chapter, chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. Then God said, let there be a space between the waters to separate the waters of heaven from the waters of the earth. And that is what happened. Uh, verse 9. Then God said, let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place so that dry ground may appear. And that is what happened. Verse 11, then God said, let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed-bearing plant and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. These seeds will then produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came. And that is what happened. God created all this with his words as he spoke it out. He spoke it out. He created all these things. And here's the thing. The world was made by words. Not only that, the world was controlled by words. Here's what I mean. Adam and Eve were placed in the Garden of Eden, and they were given power to control everything on earth. Verse 28 of that same chapter says, And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it or control it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. They didn't have to do anything. All they had to do was speak, and it would obey. They could walk around. They didn't have to crack whips at the, at the animals. They just, they spoke and they moved. They didn't have to labor until the land. It was done already. You see, they spoke things and they moved and it happened. God gave them authority and they walked in that authority. Amen. In their obedience to God's authority, they had the power with their words to walk the earth in power, to walk in authority. Imagine that. The believer. Amen. If you're a believer in this place, you have that same authority. That same authority that God gave you as a child of God. He gives you the authority to walk in boldness and confidence and declare his word. Tell the people around you who Jesus is and what he did for you. Well, pastor, I don't really know my Bible. I'm new at this. You know what God did for you. At that moment right there, God has placed somebody in front of you. It doesn't matter what they say. It matters what you do. It doesn't matter how they respond. Only God can change people. You can't change anybody. Only God can do that. You can't even con- bring conviction. Only the Holy Spirit does that. Quit trying to do what only God can do. We get so mad at our family when they don't listen to us. Probably because they know how you live. Come on. No, we're holy, right? Amen. Praise God. But I'm going to share a couple things just in the garden of what happened. Because we said we, we, we've established this. That everything was created by God's words. And here's the thing. Innocent words, hear me. Innocent words caused the fall of man. Innocent words. First, the devil introduced the first doubt. The first doubt happened in the garden. He came to Eve and said this in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. He said to the woman, did God actually say, you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? I think about that. A simple question, did God really say that? And then in our humanity, when we, in our walk, we'll say, How much can I do before it's actually sin? When you start thinking that way, you're going the wrong direction. That's already right there. Uh, How much can you do and not sin? And then he says this. After he's created doubt, he introduces the first lie spoken. He says this in verse 4. And the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. Innocent white lie, right? Small lie. You're not going to die. How often do we speak small lies in our lives? Think about that. Small, the innocent little lies. We don't think they impact anything, but they have heavenly impact. So you have to remember that when you speak, are you speaking blessing? Or are you speaking curse over your life, over your children, over your marriage, over your finances, over your spouses? Wives, did you bless your husband this morning? you tell them how handsome they were? Amen. That, don't say that would be a lie. Don't say that. Husbands, did you bless your wives this morning? Did, did y'all have school today? Did kids go to school today? It's a, it's a cold day in Texas. Sometimes they don't go. Amen. Snow day when it doesn't snow. Matter of fact, when I left Texas this morning, it was 15 degrees. They said, it's going to be cold in California. I put a sweater on. I'm burning up up here. Man, innocent lies, Just things that we think have no impact, but they can change somebody's life. And then he came in and started to criticize God. He said this in verse five, for God knows that when you eat of, of a, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. He starts to plant seeds of criticism and doubt. You don't really have to fellowship with people. You'll be okay. You can miss church once in a while. It's okay. You can just have one drink. That's not bad. The Bible doesn't say don't drink. It says don't get drunk. Do you know those innocent small little lies will impact your life? I'm telling you uh, that when the Bible says uh, don't, uh, don't drink or it says, it says don't get drunk. Every drop of alcohol you consume affects you chemically. You have to know that. And, and why do people say, oh, you know, I just want to drink because it relaxes me. Holy Spirit does that too. Get some more Holy Spirit in you. Get some more Holy Spirit. Amen. Hear me. When you get ready to criticize somebody or speak badly of them, come on. The first criticism came from the devil. When you start to speak little lies and little, little half-truths, that came from the devil. When somebody tries to create doubt, say, serpent, get away. No, don't call them that. They might get mad at you. Sometimes, well, never mind. Listen, the moment, doubt, the moment you let doubt creep into your life, when you start questioning God, when you start, you, know, you start thinking all these things, lies will manifest in your life, and that's not from God. You have to know, when you start doubting things, when you start doubting your church, hello, you start doubting your pastor, hello, when you start doing those things, all of a sudden, are they really there for you? Do they really care about you? Maybe that's not the church for you. You know what? Try, try another church. All those things to uproot you to bring confusion and more doubt. And then you'll come up with an excuse and say, ah, oh, you know, God just led me over here. God didn't lead you that way. Who's the father of misdirection? Come on. Innocent words, the world fell. Innocent words, the world, because of words that were spoken. God created everything with his words. The, words. the world fell because of words. But hello, the word redeemed us. Come on, we got to think about, think about the, word, the, the word of God. The word came and, and redeemed all those had, had fallen. John chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the, the Word was God. Verse 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we've seen His glory. Glory as the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Amen. Jesus, He came for you. He came to redeem. He came to set free he came that you would know him and build relationship with him. Not just, not just receive him and not build a relationship. See, when we confess Jesus as Lord and Savior, that confession doesn't stop there. You don't all of a sudden, oh, I'm saved, and All of a sudden, oh, I'm going to do my own thing now. You have to pursue him. Pursue him. Continue to confess him. But those things right there, those power, those words that you speak in confession will change your life. Think about it. When Jesus walked the earth, the things that he spoke, Oh my gosh, the the power that he spoke. When he said to the fig tree, be cursed and never bear bear fruits again, that's what happened. When he said to the leper, be cleansed, that's what happened. When he said to the blind man, receive sight, the man could see. When Jesus said to the crippled man, take up your bed and walk, immediately he took up his bed and walked. He spoke, and so it was. He commanded demons out of demon-possessed people, and that's what happened. He did this through his ministry through the spoken word. I'm telling you, Jesus, the high priest of our confession, he's, he goes before us. Do you know what confession means? I, I know in the Greek it's, it's, it's homologos, which means same and, and in agreement. Same and in agreement. And so when we make a confession, we're agreeing with God on our sin. When we go to God and we confess, we're agreeing. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Listen, to confess our sins, it doesn't mean just say, Father, I've sinned, forgive me, thank you, and, and leave. Confess your sins means to, to agree with God concerning the sin and to turn from it. Amen. It doesn't just mean confess it and walk away. It means to confess your sin before God. Being under authority, I'm telling you, when, when Jesus, when we line up with Jesus and, and we're confessing these things, your life will change, but you have to make that step. There's a list. I mean, I, I have a, just the things in, uh, in my life that when I go to God and I think about the things, uh, I, I would recommend you do this. If you don't do it now, take notes of your life right now and what you're praying for. Make a list of those things and go back and look in three months and see what God has done. I'm sure it'll blow your mind. It'll show you what God does. Because you know what happens when we go to God because we're in need, we're frustrated, we're confused, all these things, and then three months later, we don't go to him anymore. Why? Because it's not there anymore. But we forget to thank God because we're not suffering anymore. So we go to God in our suffering, but when we're not suffering, we don't go to him that way. So if you write it down, you'll see what God has done in your life, and you'll see that God is moving. You won't say, God doesn't move in my life. Yes, he does. What were you praying for last year? What were you praying for? What were you confessing? Were you confessing victory? Were you confessing strength and wisdom? Were you confessing hope in the Father? Were you confessing your faith? If you confess power, walk in it. Confess boldness. I walk in authority because my God, he'll lead me through. Here's the thing. When, you, when we walk in negativity, you'll confess defeat. Not, with, not just with your words, with your actions. It'll turn from word to action. When you confess weakness, you'll be weak. I, I think about this all, in my walk with the Lord and I met people and they say, oh, I don't know, but I can't do it. Well, keep confessing that and you won't do it. Oh, you know, I don't know. God's not for me. That's a life in the pit of hell. When you when you walk in defeat, when you say, "I don't know," I I just I don't know the the people over there. I don't know. I don't know. All those things are meant to keep you away from what God has for your life. I said in the beginning that when you're a child of God, there's a calling on your life. But do you confess it still? A lot of us come to the Lord and say, "Oh, Pastor, I want to be a pastor. God called me. I'm going to be an evangelist. Oh, I'm going to do all these great things for God." Then you go through a trial. I don't know, God. I don't know, Pastor. Ah, I don't know if I really heard from God now. So all of a sudden, your confession changes. First, your, your confession is victory. God's going to move in my life. Hum, come on, am I talking to somebody? It happens. We confess all of these things. God has a plan for my life, Pastor. Put me in ministry. Get me up on the platform. I've been here a week. <laughs> Get me up there. Give me a chance. I'm ready. Next week. I don't know, Pastor. It happens that way. Is your confession still the same when you got saved? Are you still confessing victory that God has given you? Are you, are you confessing the ministry that God has given you? I, so for me, I, believe me, I know because I confessed the wrong things in the beginning. Thank God I had a loving wife to slap me spiritually. Amen. <laughs> she showed me. God uses her powerfully, man. Love her. I get mad at her sometimes, but I love her. God's always using her to correct me. Amen. So you're supposed to be my helper, not my corrector. God uses her. Love you, babe. She's watching. She's probably asleep. What time is it? Amen. she watch the playback. Amen. Listen, don't confess according to the outward appearance. Confess what God says about you. Confess the triumph in your life. You are here today because God made a way. Can I tell you that you have, so some of you say, oh man, I have a lot of enemies. You have a real enemy. That's the only one that you should worry about. He hates you. If he had his way, he would have took you out this morning. He would have took you out on the way over here. But God made a way for you to be here. To be in his presence because he loves you. He loves you. And if you don't know him today, I pray you get to know him. If you've never asked him to come into your heart just to, you know, to show you who you are inwardly, I'm telling you, it will change your life. I, I, know, I know a lot of us haven't grew up perfectly. I know I didn't grow up perfectly. Some of you haven't grown up perfectly. I know, you've told me. And you're still trying to walk on your own strength. Have you confessed God's strength in your life? So you have to remember this, that God says through his word, when we are, strong, when we are weak, he's made strong. You may be physically weak, spiritually weak but through him the power takes over the power takes over there's times in our life i'm telling you when there's times in our life you're you're gonna feel weak in your own strength in your own humanity you're gonna get tired you're gonna get tired and do you confess god who he is in your life or do you get mad because you're not you don't have the same strength as you did when you were younger hello here's the thing God hasn't changed because we do. In our circumstances, God is still the same. He's still waiting for you, but we get distracted at times. And we start looking on the outward instead of the inward. Confess victory and defeat. Confess power in the midst of weakness. And confess joy in your midst of sorrow. That's the way you're going to see it through. If you dwell on the sorrow and the pain, that's all you'll get. When you keep focused on that thing, that's what happens. But when you confess victory, when you say, Oh, I'm going to get through this, yes, you are in Jesus' name. I'm going to get through this. I know God still has a plan for my life. There were some setbacks that happened. Maybe you caused them. But I will tell you this I'm going to let you a little secret here. God allowed things in your life. Why was it? Why did God allow that in your life? Was he trying to get your attention? Was he trying to spend more time with you? I don't know the answer to that. But I know this. When my mom died of cancer, when, when, when cancer took her away, I was mad. I didn't know God, though. I didn't know who he was. I didn't know anything about him. But my sister invited me to church. And I was mad at church. I was mad being there. But I heard the word of God that he loved me. He loved the unlovable. How could he love me? Think about that. How could he love you? And you know who you are inside. Yeah, but he died for you, even in your sin. He died for you because he knew that he he was calling you and he he knows you need him right now. Oh, I'm not ready yet. Right now. You'll never say, oh, I'm ready now. No, you won't do that. Listen, you confess Jesus in the midst of your situation. If you don't have anything to confess, confess Jesus. Speak life. Speak hope in your life. Speak love. Speak Jesus over your life. You have to speak it over your family. I'm telling you, we focus so much on the outward of what God is not doing, but we talk, we talk about what he is doing. I, I know in my life, I had, to, I had to see what God had did not focus on what was wrong, but all the good things in my life. And all of a sudden, something changed in me. I became grateful for the things in my life. And I started thanking God for the things he's doing right now. I jokingly say this, but I know this, you know, I, I'm, uh, uh, we, we have a building and, and we have finances to pay. And, you know, there's things, be, things come up. And I'm sitting in my big office saying, Lord, what are you, you got to move, Lord. And I feel so, I feel so ungrateful. I'm in my office at my church building saying, Lord, you, you got to move. He's like, what do you think I'm doing? You think you did this? What has God done in your life that you took credit for? What are you confessing? I did this. I made my brains. I made my intelligence. I'm just good in sales. I can do it. I did it, God. What are you confessing? Because the minute you start taking all the credit, Lord help you. Listen, salvation. Salvation begins with your confession. Romans 10, 9 and 10. Because you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord... And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, with the mouth one confesses and is saved. What are you confessing? Have you received Jesus? Have you confessed him as Lord and Savior? But it doesn't stop there. It continues with your walk with the Lord. And I'm going to read this to you. Matthew 10, 32, it says, Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Do you see that? Those who've confessed me, but they deny me. Do you realize that? It doesn't stop there and I'll tell you this and I'll challenge you as a believer, if you're a believer in this house are you still excited for what God has done in your life when you first got saved Does, has your walk changed how has it changed Is it, now are, are you too busy for God has God blessed you financially and gave you a great career great job where you don't come as much anymore oh I gotta take care of my, my, my blessing do you still talk to God do you still pray to God fervently in desperation because you, he's your provider or now that he's provided you don't need him anymore has God healed you from, some, from, an, from an ailment? Has he healed you? And all of a sudden, you don't ask for healing anymore. You should always, you know what? Ask for healing for who you are inside because somebody's going to hurt you. Do you ask for physical healing only and not, and not mental or spiritual? Do you just focus on the outward of your body but not spiritually? That's the one you should pray for. spiritually speaking, Oh man, I'm telling you, people say, oh, I just don't, I don't read the Bible because I don't understand it. Have you asked God to to reveal those things to you? Because the Bible says that only the Holy Spirit will bring you revelation and understanding of his word. Did you realize that? Everybody says, yes. Why wouldn't you read the Bible every day? God, speak to me every day. Give me new revelation every day. Well, don't get mad at me. Come on. (laughs) Amen. Praise God. New confession every day. Confessions are important. Do you believe that? Power. There's life and death in the tongue. I'm telling you, you can't confess. You can't. You cannot not confess. Not confess. Not confess. Hmm. It's a new word. Look it up. It's in the dictionary. No, I'm just kidding. Not right now. You can't live this life with Jesus apart from confession. Listen, you you will never grow in the Lord without your confession. God wants your confession. See, the believer needs to rise above and confess who God is in your life. Not just when you need him. Every day. Every day. You must know who he is and confess his word. Can I have the worship team come up? I'm going to be wrapping up here. The power of words. The power of confession. Confess wisely. Amen. Amen. James chapter 3, verse 8 and 9 says, But no human being can tame the tongue. It is, a restless, it is a restless evil full of deadly poison. With it we bless the Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in his likeness. We get so mad at our brothers and sisters in the Lord. I'm telling you, you may think, oh, I'm good. I, I, I confess good things every day. Do you confess Jesus every day? Do you, do you, do you walk... To bless people. I'm telling you, people that hurt you, pray for them. Speak life over them. That God would change their life. That God would get a hold of them. That God would bless them. And watch their life change. See, nowhere in the Bible does it command you to curse anybody. You are commanded to bless other believers. Not curse them. Parents, don't curse your children. In your anger... Don't speak death over them. Don't speak, oh, you're just lazy. Oh, you you never do things right. You always do the same things over and over. You're always messing up. Didn't that hurt when they told you that? Like, oh, they never told me that. They told me that. You're always messing up. You're dumb. Even jokingly. When you speak those innocent words, they have impact in them. Think about it, and you grew up. Think about those things, those, those seeds that wanted to take root in you because of harsh words spoken over you because you were a kid, innocent, making mistakes. Because you were copying the parents or your adult friends or, or in your neighborhood, in your family. You, you learned all those things because people you saw in front of you, they weren't good examples for you, but you're the one that suffers today because you're holding those feelings in of how those words hurt you. Your children are innocent. They're looking to you to be the example they need. God, God made you their parents to show them how to walk with the Lord. Be the example they need, not curse them and, let, and, 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 and punish them for the things with your words. Believe me, we need to discipline our kids. Don't get me wrong. You need to discipline your kids. Because if you don't, somebody else will. Don't hold back your words. Oh, I don't talk very much. God will give you a word for somebody to bless them, but you hold it back because, oh, I don't do that. You're a new creation. A lot of times we don't walk, we don't walk in what God has called us because, oh, we don't do that. I'm telling you, there's power. There's power right there. Life and death in the tongue to, to change somebody's life. When you, when you speak it over them, and then God, gets, God gets, He gets a hold of them. And he starts to mold them and shape them. And they say, oh, I remember this brother or sister shared a kind word to my life. They, they just really encouraged me. They said hello to me. I walked in church, they said hello to me, and they, they greeted me. I thought nobody knew me. When there's new people in here, do you stay with the people you know, or do you greet the new people? Because they're here for a reason. Nobody, amen. If you're like 99.9% of the people, when they come to church, it's not because they feel good. They come because they need something. Amen. And they heard this Jesus was the one. They heard that Jesus could change their life. They heard that Jesus healed another person and they, wanted, they want that for themselves. They heard that Jesus restored their marriage so they'll be here. They heard that Jesus, He could change their financial situation. And they come into church and, like, oh, you know, oh, that's a new person over there. Look how they're dressed. What are you confessing today? Are you speaking life? Are you speaking death? I think about that because we all go through seasons. And they're just seasons. You're going to go through a season you don't like. But it's a season which has an ending and there will be a new one. I'm telling you, tonight, I'm t- as I look around this room, man. Jesus loves each and every one of you. I, I, man, I, I just I get so filled just with... God, God blessed me with the opportunity to stand in front of you, to speak his word of encouragement. And here's the thing, is I, when, you, when you think about them, you hear these things, and I'm speaking about life and death. We know how real those are and how, how, how painful words can be, but how powerful they can be in your life too. Some of you in, in, in here tonight, I, I know this. That we need to repent of things you've been confessing. You've been thinking about stop going to church. You've been thinking about, oh, I'm, not, I'm gonna drop out of ministry, it's just too much. Oh, I don't know about this. You've been thinking all of these things that, that the enemy will, will, will remind you of. And if we're not careful, we'll let those seeds fester and build. What are you confessing? I'm not trying to call you out, but I know this, that the Holy Spirit will bring that, all those things will come up on how you feel. When you hear words, you'll feel blessed. If you hear the wrong words, it'll distract you. If you're not careful, you'll, you'll, when God's calling you to receive what he has for you, you will turn away because it's not time. But every one of you here, God made a way for you to be here. He knew, He knows what you've gone through. He knows why you're here. He knows everything about your life. He knows, he knows what's going on in your marriage right now. What are you confessing? Are you just tired of your marriage? Are you, you praying that God blesses your marriage? He knows there's financial struggle right now. And you're like, I don't know what to do. Is that going to cause you to, to compromise and cheat or do you go to God and, and allow, his, allow him to, to work in your life to be a good steward of what he's blessed you with to sow into his kingdom so, so he opens the floodgates of heaven do you wait on God because you know what happens nobody likes to wait but the Bible says those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength there's strength in waiting maybe that's why God has you waiting right now You're praying and praying. God hasn't moved yet. He has you in the waiting period because He's he's bringing strength in your life. Those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. And you can just feel the Holy Spirit in here. You can just feel God moving right now. Can I tell you this? That even the devil hears your confession. He hears the negative words that you speak. When you speak out negatively to your family or to your, to your, you know, whoever around you. He wants to hear you talk bad against them and against God's people. He wants to hear you talk in, in frustration and doubt and fear. He wants to hear those things. He wants you to say those things. He wants to keep you confessing negatively. He wants to remind you of your past. But God says you're new. God says that you're loved. God says that you're royalty. God says you're victorious. There are so many wonderful things God says about you. See, listen, it doesn't matter what people think. It matters what Jesus thinks and says. Stop worrying what people say about your walk in your life. Think about what Jesus says. It doesn't matter where you are socially or it matters where you are spiritually. If you, keep, if you keep trying to be popular instead of spiritual, there's a problem there. Oh, I can't go to church because I'm going to go over here. With, I'm trying to win my friends for the Lord. It doesn't matter where you, where you are financially. It matters when you sow in the kingdom of God. The Bible says this. That on the day of judgment, there there will be those that condemned and justified by their words. Matthew twelve thirty six says this. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless word they speak. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. It don't take it lightly. Words are powerful, the power in confession. If you confess Jesus as Lord and Savior, you are justified by those words. Listen, new year, new you. We talk about strength, new faith, new confession. Are you are you walking in your confession of who Jesus is? Are you claiming that confession? Are you claiming the newness of God in your life, even in the pain? Even in the pain, you're gonna see God move. Speak life over your situation. Speak love. Speak Jesus over those things. I'm telling you, Jesus knows right where you're at right now. He knows your heart. He knows the pain that you feel right now. He knows there's sorrow there that you're holding on to. There the, the pain of rejection. The, the, the pain of not feeling accepted. All those things will hinder us from seeking God. And he says, now that I have you here, come to me. Come to me. If you're tired, come to me. But we'll hold off and say, ah, no, I'll, I'll deal with it on my own. I don't want people to know. You're confessing to Jesus. He already knows. Speak life, Amen. Can we have every head bowed and every eye closed tonight? I'm going to pray. Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com slash give.